when we left off last time, Cindy was trapped by pirates, being drowned by the treacherous waters. And then she found the Goonies. No, the Goonies. That's right. Maps. Yes, matching maps. The Goonies, as you... The Goonies, no, they're captured by pirates. Even Steven Spielberg couldn't help them. Run, Cindy, run. And Dave and Wendy went to find her because them cheating creditors sent them back. And look at this. Oh, poor mom and pop. Everyone who hangs out with Cindy is in such trouble. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a catastrophe. Hello and welcome to Ben Beyond Spielberg. I'm your resident Spielberg apatheticist, Emily Schmemily. And I'm the resident Spielberg fanatic, Jesse Kizan. Um, and we are joined today by a very special guest. Please introduce yourself. Hi, I'm your resident Spielberg middlecist, David King. <laughs> <laughs> good, I like that, yeah. Thanks, good too. Um, so we are here today to talk about a movie that I know is very near to your heart, David. Yes, it, it, this, uh, this is a movie that is very near and dear to my heart. It's it's proximity to my and Justin's hearts will be revealed in a, in a moment, <laughs> I suppose. Is that um, why you brought me on for this one? Uh, yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's not um, just because of my, my, my amazing wit, uh, my charm, my razor... Fast improv skills. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, as well. That was a, that was a bonus. Um, we're here today to talk about the Goonies. The Goonies. The Goonies. Um, which is a very fun word to lean into. It's got a nice ooh sound the to Goonies. it. Yeah, the ooh. The ooh's a good lean in, yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, uh, came out the same year as Back to the Future, nearly, 1985. Nearly the same month. Uh, within one month of each other, Back to the Future was July 3rd. Goonies was June 7th. Ooh, dang, back to back. Yeah, back to back to the future. Back to Back to the Future. Yeah. <laughs> um, Justin, when did you first encounter this film? Um, the Goonies is much like a lot of movies we've talked about that were the big 80s hits. Um, it was just there. I always felt like it was always there. It was always on cable. It was always on TV. I, my brother loved it. My, my sister loved it. So it was always I felt like that kiss was just like, it was, a, it was a definitely a movie that just knew existed. Yeah. And I definitely grew into loving it as a kid because like it was just always on. So I... Um, yeah, The Goonies is like to me like E.T. and Back to the Future. I don't remember the first time I saw it, but I always remember stopping what I was doing and just go and watching it when it was on TV. And David, would you say you had a similar experience I with would. The Goonies, maybe? It's almost like you knew what I was going to say. Yes. <laughs> My story is like the same as, as Justin's. This was a frequent rental for me from the $1 video just down the street mm. from my house. And, that was uh, the, was one dollar video the name of the place or was that what that was the was name of the place it was one dollar video interesting and it was my oh I know that place <laughs> <laughs> it used to be in Westminster yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like it's still kind of a video store now which is weird if you go by there but it's mm. like kind of a video store and also kind of a weird knickknack shop I don't know mm. that's kind of where they're at nowadays yeah, yeah. my old video store turned into a video store and a real estate store. Oh wow! <laughs> My old video store turned into uh, a, a four four lease uh, space from, that was never Ooh. filled for Ooh. many many Aww. years. Aww. <laughs> it's called Blockbuster Video. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that was the one I worked at, which became a Chase Bank. Ooh! Oh, that one. Mm. Yeah, I know that one. But the, one I, the one I went to, the good one, was California Video, and that that lot uh, just sat empty. And I think something's there now, but I, I I'm not sure what I think. I it might be a Taekwondo studio. You know, I pass the Jungle Video all the time mm. when I'm going to do like copies for work and stuff. So there's still at least a few independent video stores still out there that are still full bore video stores. Yeah, hanging on. Yeah, hanging on to your life. Yeah, mm. like a, like a couple of kids with a with a piano made out of bones. <laughs> <laughs> Support your local video store or your local piano made out of bones store. 
both very rare. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, The Goonies was not this movie for me. This was a movie that I had really never heard of as a kid, mm-hmm. um, which is, I don't know, it's interesting the, the difference even, because neither of you are that much older than me, but... Let's, let's break it down uh, how old... Let's, break, let's remind you I how old trying each to listen. are. Yeah. So let's the audience behind the curtain here. This yeah. is, we're recording these first yeah. five minutes a second time due to technical difficulties. <laughs> oh, boy. And we, all the bits, um, were, the bits were much better in that one, so I'm so they're sorry. They're organic. You get that? <laughs> I don't know. I think middle, middle, Middleist was a good bit. I think Dude, you really brought the Middleist is better than what I had before. Yeah. I think it was a good revise of the original joke. Yeah, yeah, thank you. You did some good punch up there. So I'm 34. Uh, David Helder. I am 29 on the cusp of 30. Okay. Now, David didn't give us an exact answer last time. <laughs> I decided this to was be really more specific. A, I'm going to be kinder. This was just an interrogation <laughs> technique to really pin down David's age. Um, <laughs> I, and I'm, I'm 27, destined, of course, to die this year because that's what happens at 27. Well, at least a bright star. Yeah, <laughs> that's me. I'm, I'm very much a, a Kurt Cobain faker in a lot of people's lives, I think. It's the one person in the 27 please, club that please, I can no, think please of. please don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please, please don't Kurt Cobain yourself. Yeah, no, no. I'll keep going. Don't worry. I appreciate that. Um, Thank you. <laughs> but no, I had never seen this movie until my sort of late teens when uh, I was getting into movies and I heard a lot of people talking about it. Mm-hmm. And then I think uh, I think I picked it up at the grocery store. It was it was a grocery store purchase. The, more like, yeah, the grocery store. Yeah. Gross. Well, no, sorry. I, I had a bit, and it went nowhere. <laughs> well, it sounded like you were gonna—you were about to burn the Goonies, which I, to me would have been like no, a shocking turn. But I feel like, like the you're heel gonna reveal where but David I, but just I, turns on the Goonies right before we start talking. But about I can it. just feel the energy in your voice being like, eh. "No, I was, I was, I was waiting for you. I wanted you to do it. I was ready." Okay, <laughs> fair enough. Um, I thought you were gonna say more like the Goonery stuff, because <laughs> that's where I bought the Goonies on DVD. <laughs> I'm just I'm um, I'm preemptively I'm 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 I feel like I just knowing knowing people who have seen this movie later in life I feel like in general the vibe is like this different. movie is not this movie is not very good. Um yeah, the grocery store was a great pickup spot though for 80s classics for a while. Okay. I feel like yeah. Labyrinth was also a grocery store pickup for me. Was this a VHS? No, these were DVDs. Right, ah. um, oh, that's fine. That's fine. That's not bad. <laughs> no, come, come to think of it, Labyrinth was another movie I saw later in life. A lot of the other people I knew grew up with it and were yeah. shocked that I hadn't seen it. Mm-hmm. And when I finally saw it, I'm like, oh, it's actually pretty good. This has got the Frank Oz and the, the yeah. puppets and the Muppets and the David Bowie. Yeah. I get you. I, Lab- Lab- I almost I, just I, called it Labrador, but that's not the name <laughs> of the film. Well, since this is not a Henson podcast, I will admit that like Dark Crystal's a movie I know that like a lot of people loved when they saw it when they were kids. I didn't get to see Dark Crystal to my mid-twenties, and I was, I, I hate to say it, I was very bored of the movie. That's I'll tell you right fair. now, Justin, <laughs> that I still have not seen The Dark Crystal. I Interesting. also yeah. grew up with The Dark Crystal, and I really like it. No, no, that's fine. <laughs> I, there's a lot that I can appreciate, but I'm, I'm sitting there going like, I, yeah, I've been a, I, I am, I don't, I'm very bored right now. It's a beautiful we, movie. Uh, that's it's a the general looking movie. It's, oh, that's the thing. That's what I like about it, but yeah, I also yeah. respect totally understand that. And, and we can talk about that more on Ben View on Henson, <laughs> which is in the inevitable next podcast. Yeah. We, that's going to be a result. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so, we're here today to talk about the, the Goonies. Goonies. Yeah, yeah. Um do you, so David, you're it's fair to say that you're 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 a pretty big fan of this movie. Um I It's hard cuz like I think I think I, I'm firmly wearing nostalgia goggles for this movie. Like mm-hmm. I said, there was never a point in my life I feel like where I don't remember this movie. Yeah. Sure. Um, this is one of probably one of my earlier films, and I will, I will, but I will do my best to defend it <laughs> during the course of this because I have, I still, I still watch it and I still enjoy it, 
even though I recognize areas we're now looking at it with a more critical eye, like there's some definite flaws with this how, film, but I still love it. How Ooh. how frequent in, in the rotation is the Goonies for you? Would you say it's not as frequent as it used to be? Okay, let's say that. Like I I watch uh, like keep in mind for for someone who loves pirate movies. Yeah. Um, there wasn't a lot of options back in the day. That's true. Yeah. So Goonies was like the closest thing I had for a long time as a kid to a modern pirate film. I mean, what were the other things we had? We had like, what, at some point, Cutthroat Island? Oof, ouch. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. I guess there was like a movie version of the Pirates of Penzance at one point. Going back to Henson, Muppets of Treasure Island. Ah, <laughs> yeah. there you go. Which is very good. Yeah, that one. That one's Muppets of Treasure Island is very good. We're good. We're gonna be coming back to Henson a lot for some reason just, in this awesome. one. We got Henson on happen. the brain. We had Henson on the brain, yeah. And then eventually we got um, Pirates of the Caribbean: Curse of the Black Pearl, yeah, which is the last new pirate movie I saw for a long time until On Stranger Tides, which was okay. I have a I have a love hate relationship with that franchise. I love Black Pearl and hate everything else. So. That's a that's a small love. <laughs> yeah, that's a small fraction. I, I small fraction of love. <laughs> I I'll I'll say right now, I can't really forgive the that for becoming a popular franchise and therefore justifying Bob Iger to be like, let's stick Jack Sparrow and Barbosa and all these movie characters in the ride. Oh, sure. That's all people care about. Mm. And and Pirates of the Caribbean is my original like pirate fandom piece. Yeah. Would, would you say the that ride was like your like what would you, what would you say like the pirate interest came from? Was it that or the Goonies? Probably Pirates of the Caribbean. Probably the ride at Disneyland. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. The Goonies was in there with... And the thing is, like, there's a lot of parallels you could draw between those two because of the whole, like, weird, goofy cave aesthetic with, like, yeah. skeletons and stuff. And I that's my favorite part of the Pirates of the Caribbean ride is those caves. Yeah. So... Fair enough, yeah, th and that's still like the stuff that still sticks to me with that ride too. Right, yeah, it's because it's so it's so eerie and like atmospheric, and it's the one part that hasn't been completely ruined by all the characters in the ride yelling, "Captain Jack Sparrow, <laughs> you love him." Yeah, <sighs> um, <laughs> Justin, how do you feel about pirates in general? Yeah, give me. <laughs> Let me take the pulse on pirates. For the, the pirates genre. Give me the pirate pulse. The pirate pulse. <laughs> I like. I'm a big fan of, of swashbucklers. Uh, sure. You know, I definitely liked. Uh, uh, I'm a big fan of the Seahawk with uh, Errol mm. Flynn. Um, I have fond memories of the Treasure Island movie with, the, the, of course, the Disney Treasure Island film. With uh, Bobby Driscoll. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I have a fond memories of that. And I think even as a kid, I read Treasure Island. So mm. I, was, I, I like swashbuckling adventure stuff, mm. for sure. And But I did feel like the pirate genre was that thing that I, I was, like the cowboy genre. Like mm. I feel I'm itching for... Someone to do a cool, fun one again, and when when the when Pirates <laughs> Caribbean came out, the Curse of Black Pearl, I kind of was like, oh, thank goodness, that took forever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, kind of think of it though. I forgot you guys have totally talked about Hook on yes, the show before. We have talked about Hook, and Hook is another. We favorite. talked extensively about exactly. Hook. As Hook a matter of fact, I was kind of a, I was I, I I saw you get to Hook, and I was like, I wanted I wanted to be a part of that because I think I actually loved Hook more than I loved the Goonies. Well, it's mm, funny so. with. With Hook and this is that these are both films that we had guests on that have a huge attachment to that host <laughs> who showed up, and they I can't help but like yeah, there's an obvious parallel between in terms of what is appealing for both the for both the those films to the people right. we had guests on. So at the end of the day, it's like this stuff is still grabs the imagination, it's still fun. Um, specifically with Goonies, it's like it's literally putting kids in the adventure. So right. I get that, yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Whereas like Hook is sort of like a, a an adult trying to recapture yeah childhood, even if unwillingly. So right. Um. So this uh produced Spielberg film yes is directed by Richard Donner. 
Of course. Mm. Our second film written by Christopher Columbus, mm-hmm. because he also wrote and came up with Gremlins. Yep. A um, couple of Spielberg people are involved uh, directly in terms of uh, behind the scenes. So we have Michael Kahn editing the film. Okay. Um, and, uh, ooh, wait, and I just jumped again. That was it. That was it. Just it. That's Michael Kahn. But he's, of course, Michael Kahn's edited every Spielberg movie. <laughs> yeah. Ever. So. And Spielberg did the story as well for this film. And Spielberg came up with the story, which yeah. kind of makes sense. Yeah, it makes yeah. a lot of sense. Oh, no, this this has Spielberg all over it. I oh, mean, for sure. The oh, story, yeah. the beats and everything. Yes. Yeah. Kids go on a wacky, whimsical adventure. Yep. 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 Yes, exactly. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Emily, where do you want to start with um, the discussion of the film? I don't know. I never said my <laughs> opinion on the film, by the way. It's fine. All right. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. I don't it's hate fine. it. I, 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 this, it, it, I feel like... Um, is okay. that your opinion on the recent rewatch as well? Or is that your opinion when you first saw it? I'll say I was kind of dreading the... Re- I watched it actually literally right before you guys... I like uh, the credits finished up like literally five minutes before you walked through the door. I saw your Google Play rental yeah, behind you. <laughs> that's right behind me on the screen right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I was kind of dreading it because I remember not liking the movie. Mm-hmm. And rewatching it now, I mean, there's stuff that I like, but for the most part, I just think, yeah, it's fine. I was kind of anticipating a fight because I know David's a big fan of it. <laughs> that's, a, that's a much um, fairer assessment than I expected coming into this, to be honest. Yeah, watching it, I mean, definitely... I found myself losing interest the longer it went on, <laughs> but I, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of good stuff at the front that kind of evens out to it. Yeah. It's an okay movie. All right. All I, right. Think, I think a lot of the good, I think I agree. A lot of the good stuff is at the front of the movie. Mm-hmm. And then as you, there's a certain point where you like dip into it, where it gets slow and yeah. I don't care as much for it. Yeah. And then you get to the David, end. Try to stay right up on that microphone, by the way. All right. <laughs> right. This, right. That's yeah. <laughs> uh, but then like you get to the end and you get the big set pieces and it's like whoa okay I'm in I'm I'm into this again yeah. So, um, so this movie opens. It's a kids movie. Right. It does open on a hanging corpse. <laughs> seemingly. <laughs> it has been that long for me that I actually forgot that opening <laughs> yeah where hey, we see a dead hanging body in a children's film hey yeah. the, the people say the haunted mansion is a kid's ride and what's one of the first things that happens is you see a corpse hanging from the rafters that's true every mm-hmm. time we all yeah. know it's coming yeah <laughs> it's the best part of the ride though <laughs> there's my way out <laughs> uh, clearly clearly our our that's the way that how do how are you going to escape from jail well <laughs> yeah uh, yeah. Who's who's hanging there? <laughs> uh, it's our old pal. Um, I forget his first name, but we it's, have, it's, it's one of the, the Fratellis. One of the Fratelli brothers. One of the Scapellis. Wait, wait, yeah. hold on. Wrong. <laughs> I mean, it is in terms of a family-friendly adventure movie that's family-friendly in quotes because it's it's pretty dark. It, I, it's, there's some similarities to Super Mario Brothers there. Which... There, well, huh? But, huh. but but the thing is, it's a it's an '80s family-friendly movie, and yeah. the '80s they they were a lot less. They were looser. PC. Yeah. yeah. They didn't care. They're like, we could trust kids to see things that are a little darker. We can so, do that. So the escape yeah. plan mm-hmm. that the Fratellis uh, decided to do is uh, one of, you know, that we have, they have the brother who's still in jail. So he decides to fake his death and hang himself. Yeah. You schmuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, brother Joy Pants is outside. Yeah. <laughs> Joe, it's, it's rare to see Joey Pants with hair and, and frankly, a little distressing to me. Well, even though the joke, spoiler, yeah. it's not really his hair. Yeah. It's, I'm with you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't care to see that. To 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 quote Marty, did he ever have hair? Yeah. <laughs> the answer um, is I don't think he ever did. Yeah, but Joey Pants with 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 no hair with a shave top, it looks so natural and good. It's, right. It's just I don't know. It's it's distressing to see him with hair. 
<laughs> and, um, a, and a horrifying also in the car with them is horrifying Ma Fratelli yes <laughs> Mama Fratelli Mama Fratelli Mama um, Fratelli who, who, a real tough old bitch what is <laughs> what is her what is the actress's name Anne Ramsey Anne, Anne Ramsey. Ramsey did you ever did, did either of you see Throw Mama from the Train yes okay cool have, are you aware of Throw I'm aware of it I have not seen it I've seen it. it is a super weird dark movie <laughs> there's only there's only two other movies I can think of besides Goonies that She's. I've seen her in. One is Throw Mama from the Train, and yeah. the other one is Wes, Wes Craven. Was it Wes Craven? Mm. It's Deadly Friend. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. I'm blanked on that. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, That's not a weird one. She gets her head smashed by a basketball thrown by a robot. Wow. Oh. And it's hilarious and <laughs> it's hilarious and stupid. And I. It's not a movie I would have liked. I, I. I was really squeamish about horror movies as a kid. Mm. Um. And I watch it now. I'm like, this is hilarious because she <laughs> runs around as a headless body for a bit before collapsing. Spring. Blood everywhere. It's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, so he knocks out the cop, um, and then they, they create a ring of fire outside of the police station. Yeah, because that worked. Um, <laughs> Johnny Cash, which is a crazy thing to do. Um, yeah, they fell in love with a woman, and that's how they created the ring of fire um, um, to play on your Johnny Cash show. There you go. Uh, there you go. <laughs> no one and, fell into it, but it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> There's a fun little goof where... Corey Feldman is watching a car chase on TV and uh, his dad says, hey, shut that shit off. I'm trying to think or whatever. <laughs> and and then the sounds of, he shuts it off, but he still hears the sounds of the car chase outside. Arguably, uh, I was when I was re- doing my rewatch, I was watching this with my housemate and co-creator of my comic book, uh, Victor Kamba. And, you know, he loves that movie. Mm-hmm. And while we're watching it, he's like, oh, like, I'm like, do you want to watch it with me? And he's like, well, I mean, I have to see the first two minutes because those are clearly some of the best things in the movie yeah. <laughs> and this, it's a Agreed. pretty it's a pretty solid way to introduce every member of the group this is yeah. such a good opening sequence you yeah. guys <laughs> i love really this good. bit it's really good and everyone gets a cool yeah you know, it's basically like Here's, this is this is them this is literally the goonies you're gonna yeah. meet everybody right now and figure out who they are right away mm-hmm. yeah it's weird because, like, when you, as I'm thinking about it, you, it's it's the majority of the Goonies, but the ones who kind of get indoctrinated later, like Andy, yeah, and uh, Steph, Steph, like you don't see them. You they get introduced later in a different scene, but like mm-hmm. you, but even the the, oh my gosh, uh, Rosalita. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She gets introduced in this bit too. Well, that's why she almost gets run over in one sequence. Yeah, um. she's great, by the way. <laughs> um, so who do we? Who, let's 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 run down our Goonies. So we got first we got. Corey Feldman, who plays Mouth, his second uh, Spielberg-produced film, because and written by uh, Chris Columbus, because he was also in Gremlins. Yep. Ah. So they probably liked him. Yeah. <laughs> Do I know he was the not? He had auditioned for the role still. For this one. For this one still. Okay. Yeah, because mm. another actor uh, also auditioned for this part, but he they said he was probably more important for another role, and that would be Chunk. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yes. I think his actor named Jeff Cohen, he auditioned. He auditioned as as Mouth and they were like, You're more of a chunk. Which they <laughs> that's, meant- honestly that's kinda of fucked up. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I was gonna say. I was gonna say that right? like- So he auditioned for Mouth didn't get it and was like okay so you're not gonna be mouth but would you like to be made fun of and humiliated for the whole <laughs> movie instead also would you kind of like to be pretty much annoying to everyone involved yeah while food gets in the way of progress <laughs> yeah this is i mean chuck is probably my biggest problem with the movie oh really <laughs> <laughs> you got problems with chuck yeah <laughs> what's wrong with chuck <laughs> As I put my hands by my hips. 
could it be that his whole character is nothing but a string of increasingly insulting fat jokes? <laughs> Let me I tell you something. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, I agree. And as a kid, <laughs> as a kid, it didn't bother me, and now it does because I am a more enlightened person. <laughs> <laughs> I, as I watch this this round, I I too will state. I had a hard time liking yeah. him this time. <laughs> a hard time, a hard time liking because as a character, he is like he's com- he's just created to be annoying and like shitty and make fun of fat kids essentially. Yeah, yeah. but now, then also be- like I watch now. I also I'm having empathy with him where I'm like, this is fucked up the way yeah. they treat him. Yeah. Like it's just it's just bad on so many levels. Chunk still has an arc, which yeah. is nice, and there are parts of there are bits with Chunk that I really like mm-hmm. in the movie. There yeah, are funny yeah, bits, yeah. but yeah, the other parts are just like really well, guys. Like I said, like the opening like showcases each member of the group and each member of the, of the Goonies and how they are specifically. How do we define Chunk? Well, he has a he sees a car chase and he pushes his milkshake and his pizza or whatever. Right up the wall, right up the window to see the car chase. To which, yeah. what human being yeah. would do that? Uh, even a child. Yeah, <laughs> even a famous klutz like Chunk. Um, yeah, oh, I don't know. Wow, a police chase. Oh, my gosh. Um, it's time to mention my boy, uh, Jonathan Kwan and Data. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I love Jonathan Kwan. I love Data. So. Data's great in this movie, yeah. I, so, so Data, so I'm prepared. I'm, prepared I, I'm using Data. I'm keeping this in mind. I'm using Data to argue a, a plot point for some of the logic of this universe, but <laughs> okay. we'll get to that in a bit. But he's awesome. Okay. Everybody loves Data. Yeah. If you don't love Data, you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Data's cool because Data is but wants to be both cute and James Bond at the same time. Yeah, that's what I like about Data. It's like, <laughs> like he wants to be the inventor, but he also wants to be Bond. Yeah, that's why yeah. he thinks he's that's that. I'm like that's super. Who doesn't want to do both? He wants to be Shuri in Black Panther too. Coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Oh no, I want to do that fan art. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Data rules. Uh, who do we get next? We have uh, Mikey. Sure. This this is Sean Aston. Sean Aston mm-hmm. and uh, Brandon. Yes. Played by Thanos Cable. It's yeah. It is weird. And <laughs> in, the, in, in the year of of sort of buff daddy oh. Josh Brolin. Yeah. yeah. To yeah. go back and see teen Brolin is a, is a hell of an oh, experience. Who's constantly working out. So it yeah. almost seems like a weird. He's prequel. working on getting that cable slash oh, Thanos pod. Yeah. 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 Oh, by the way, I'm a dumb dumb. You do see Steph and Andy. During this part, do I we? forgot. You see Andy doing oh, cheerleading. Wait. That's right. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And right. Steph is like lobster diving. I totally forgot that about that. That is a weird mm. bit. Like we see Steph sticker like emerge from a barrel. Oh yeah, that's right. It's, it's very as bizarre. the cars go by. So you do see every Goonie mm-hmm. during this bit. I totally yeah. forgot. That's right. Yeah, yeah. They they are okay. in the sequence. Uh, the whole the whole chase sequence ends with basically mob. For telling telling them again to what was what, it like some sort of beach race thing? Yeah, they get into the beach race. I love the music during this part, by the way. Yeah, mm. yeah yes. Yeah, dun dun dun. <laughs> dun 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 dun. Who did the music for this movie? Uh, the score this time not a John Williams or I, even a Jerry Goldsmith. It is uh Dave Grusin. Dave, Dave Grusin. Um, not one that we know right away, but his credits are pretty uh pretty solid. Lay, He's, lay some on us. We got uh we. Got uh, the graduate. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On Golden Pond, Three mm-hmm. Days of the Condor. Mm-hmm. Um, so pretty, you know, like nothing that uh, that I go. Oh, clearly that score, that yeah. composer. But he's done some pretty good movies. So, yeah. Uh, and yeah, he he's the one who does the pretty iconic. Oh, and Tootsie. 
He also did Tootsie, oh, which sure. I'm a big fan oh. of. Um, so yeah, he's done some really cool stuff. Because I think one of the, the strengths of this movie for me, maybe just because I grew up watching it, but the, 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 there are certain moments in the score that are very that are memorable. Like you can remember the, the, like, the motifs of it. You oh, know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like um, there's you know the bit, this bit in particular. There's like certain beats that get repeated in other parts of the movie that you kind of recognize. Like, oh, this music is what plays when they're getting close to a pirate treasure secret or right. something like that you know mm-hmm. or they're making progress in their in their search you know like it's it's i remember these 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 are like burnt these are like baked into my brain justin <laughs> <laughs> you weren't here for our four hour back to the future episode so uh, no i, I trust it. me but i heard it and i understand <laughs> you're okay yeah. <laughs> um so the goonies all sort of except for steph and andy all sort of uh coalesce at uh at the one house. At Mike at Mikey's and, and yeah. Brandon's house, yeah. Um, you know what's you know what's odd? I was just thinking about this. That that police chase goes on for a way, but it's all just concentrated in Astoria. Yeah. Like it's yeah. it's interesting. Cause like the fact that they're all local yeah. and in this one part that's being threatened by a development of a golf course. <laughs> that is a nice thing to see too, when when the chase gives you like a nice sort of experience of what the town is like, which is kind of ultimately what they're fighting for here. Right. Yeah. Which I think it does a really good job of establishing that. Like you see this town, it's like, fuck yeah, I want to live there. This town looks nice as hell. It does. Yeah. I want to I want to go to the real Astoria someday. I've never been, but, but I'd like to go. I was watching a making of about the film and like that was the thing that Richard Donner said. They basically took a road trip from like the entire East Coast starting from LA mm-hmm. all the way up uh, up to where they were at in Oregon to just kind of say, okay, this town's not bad. This town's not bad. They got to a story at a kind of late at night and they were like, okay, well, we'll figure out this place the next morning. They get up and they look out to that horizon and uh-huh. saw those bridges and the sun and they're like, and we're filming here. <laughs> <laughs> Holy, wow. Nah, it's a beautiful town. It's a nice looking town. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so they all arrive at Mikey's house. Uh, Chunk is forced to do the shuffle shuffle before he can walk in, oh, which, uh, yeah, it's real rough to watch. <laughs> Watching that, I really thought like, oh, like, cause you know, I was a fat kid. Like, that I would have cried like that. That would yeah. have made me cry. Like that would have fully traumatized me if if if, if I someone, had if someone had made me do that. Yeah. Um. Apparently, so Chunk kind is of hard to watch. Too. Yeah. No, Chunk, Chunk is used to it at this point, but like, is that, that kind of like, like that makes it worse? No, now. it does. That's the thing. He's like so. He's like it's like so ingrained at this point. There's not much he can do about it. Yeah. And it's just uh It's a real bummer. Um, well, it's kind of fun too. Is also that the door opens by this fun little Rude Goldberg, uh, Rude Goldberg thing. Point yeah. the second for my argument for the logic of this universe is this crazy Rube Goldberg <laughs> machine. Yeah. So, do you think Mikey and Data came up with this, or was this Data? I think this was a Data original. This is a Data original. You think so? Because Mikey seems real panicked when he has to rush to open the door real quick, <laughs> as as if he didn't know it was about to happen. <laughs> Are we sure, uh, Mikey's? Dad didn't come up with this though, Mr. Walsh. Oh, that's interesting. I mean, it's good, possible. Point. This is hmm. a really weird machine though, because part of it involves because there, there's a chicken involved, right? There's a chicken that lays an egg. <laughs> was, oh, there was. There was. I think there was. Hmm. I don't remember the chicken. I, I, remember, I, I will remember defer something to you. weird yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, keep in mind, like I haven't had a chance to rewatch the movie really recently. Mm-hmm. But again, this, oh, this is, is a movie straight that memory. is yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. This is this is Fair this is a movie <laughs> that I can recall. I've seen this so many times <laughs> that I can just be like, I could flip a switch and there it is. I'm I'm remembering exact the exact tonation of people's voices. Come on, <laughs> do it. Come on, 
do it. Oh, poor, God. poor chunk. I also want to point out that uh, that Matt's wearing a purple rain T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and is that not or not a uh, members-only jacket? Mm. <laughs> Could be. God, it's so much eighties. <laughs> God, I really, I Mouth really is... hope a child that age was not watching Purple Rain <laughs> because. Mouth is hip as fuck. I will argue if there's any child that shouldn't be that did. It was mouth. mouth. <laughs> 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 I mean, we do get a little glimpse into his home life, and yeah, you know. yeah. Like, no, he's the, that dad doesn't care what movie his son's watching. Yeah, <laughs> it's just so erotic that movie. I know. <laughs> I mean, uh, there was a summer when my mom was uh, younger where she just, um, to beat the heat, she would watch Purple Rain in theaters several times. (laughs) Yeah. It was the only thing she could do because there was, you know, this was like, you know, she's a teenager and there's not much else to be done. So, or maybe this was when she was in her 20s. Mm. It was a cool in the air condition. When did Purple Rain come out? Well, Uh, clearly, sometime before 85. 85, yeah. yeah. Uh, we got some yeah. <laughs> sounds of mirth happening outside. <laughs> That's good. Um, uh, is this is when also uh, Mikey's mom comes in. Uh, uh, yeah, well, they, so they have to break David's dick off before. Oh, that's that. right. I apo- oh, Sorry, that's David. right. <laughs> uh, no, it's okay. I, I wince I a little bit yeah. every time. But... I, I don't want to go quite point through point of the movie because I, I think it'll take too long. But no, oh, I do. I do think it's important to talk about David's dick getting ripped off. Please, Emily. Explain. Sorry, David. This Michelangelo's dick. Yes, it's, be, Michelangelo's. It's a, it's a replica of Michelangelo's dick. Michelangelo's David's dick. Yeah, <laughs> breaks Correct. off because Data does his whole. Um, James Bond power, because he, he, he lives across the street. He, right. come, he, and he comes yeah. over on a zip line. A yeah. zip line and bumps into everybody, and then they end up knocking over the the bust or the the little statue of David, and the dick well, breaks off. Again, we, we get another chance to humiliate Chunk because he doesn't knock it over, yeah. and then as he's probably saying, "I didn't knock it over, guys." That's when he that's knocks when he it over. I also want to bring up a little uh, a little little circular circle of like kind of like uh, of, of Spielberg factoids here. So here, a case was like when we did when Spielberg did. Um, uh, obviously, close accounts of third kind. Uh, mm-hmm. There was, of course, they did Moonraker. I think what was that? Sometime after that, uh, Moonraker would have been. Let's see, Moonraker was post seventy seven because it was after Star Wars. I think yeah. it came out in seventy eight. Okay, because so, it was it was very obviously they were going to do Four Your Eyes Only next, but mm-hmm. then Star Wars came out and they're like, nope, we got to rush out Moonraker. So I think they got it out <laughs> right after Star Wars. We got to go to space. Yeah. So that makes sense. Okay, so for Moonraker, there was of course the Close Encounters homage bit. In that yeah. Movie. So the, that was the thing with the uh, broccoli. Yeah, was a, yeah, the, yeah the, Albert Broccoli. Albert Broccoli con, uh, contacts Barbara Spielberg. Now, it's like, yeah. hey, can we use, you know, yeah. can we use the close counters? And Spielberg's like, yeah, of course, you yeah. know, like scratch your bag, blah, yeah, blah, blah. Yeah. So uh, I forgot what movie was supposed to have the Bond theme that mm. Spielberg was going to do. Yeah. But they, they, he was like, oh, can we use, can we use, hey, you used the close counters, mm. can we use uh, Bond? And Brock's like, nah. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> I think he did end up using it at one point, though. I remember talking about this fact before. I'm going to try yeah, to look it we up. We did, but it's, um, I, for, here's the thing. For sure, it's used here. Because that's definitely Bond-themed music that yeah. Data's swinging into. Yes. Da-da-da-da. <laughs> yeah. So good. So I think it was just here. Yeah, sorry. But he did allow it. <laughs> he did allow it. This time, like... Eventually, yeah. Gave, it took him a while, but he gave him this one. <laughs> yeah, Bond, uh, Spielberg also famously wanted to direct a Bond movie for a while, and the Broccoli is repeated. We're like, nah, it's, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> We're good over here. <laughs> All right, keep using the eighty-five-year-old Roger. <laughs> so David's dick. They say David's dick come off. Um, it's just again, this is this is ostensibly a family movie, and they there's just a lot of focusing on the dick. Yeah. Well, this is ostensibly a family movie. You got lines like when um, they're trying to hide it, and yeah. Mikey's mom comes in, and she's just like, 
what is that? And Chunk immediately goes, oh, shit, what? Yeah. Okay, so I point. I totally forgot that line, and yeah. when he said that, I fucking busted up. Because <laughs> <laughs> this is one of the good bits. Maybe good, I'll, give, yeah. I'll give Chunk that. That's super funny, the yeah. way he said that. He's like, oh, Oh, oh shit! Well, he's got yeah. some really. Here's it's the good. thing: I gotta credit because he he's got some really choice delivery in certain parts of this movie. Like his comic timing in some places yeah. is really good. Oh, yeah, no, be... because he's a person with dignity, unlike what the movie wants <laughs> yeah. him to be. He is a person. With, I mean, we're gonna get the character arc bits where he's the one person who who befriends Sloth, and then yeah, like, yeah, the other person that the movie <laughs> sees as a, a a monster to be humiliated. Um, so speeding along a bit. So um, uh, yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna say it's uh, it, they spend. There's a line here that's super stood out to me as super weird, which Mikey says about his mother. That's her favorite part. <laughs> oh, that's my mom's most favorite piece. Like, and which chunk? Or no, not chunk. Which mouth replies wouldn't be here if it wasn't? Of course. Um, what I what I'm curious about what that line is. Yeah. Is that is 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 Mikey making a joke, or has she talked about that being her favorite part in front of her son? (laughs) (laughs) What if what if this was something that? Being an older brother, something Brand told him. That that makes a lot of sense oh, to me. Oh, I can totally. That's a compelling headcanon. Hey, that's hey, a, hey, hey Mikey, totally Mikey when he was at a formidable, a form of his, uh, I almost said formidable. Yeah. I meant like formative age, said yeah. like, hey, hey, Mikey, that's mom's favorite part. <laughs> that's mom's favorite part of the statue. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense to me. <laughs> I mean, I, it's better than like Mikey's mom going like, you see that D? That's my favorite <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Love that dick. I love um, but anyway, sorry. Mom shows up, says, "Hey, don't don't do don't do bad things. Only do good things." Introduces the maid, yeah, Rosalita. Because so much of the fact that like they're getting ready to get out, move, out yeah, because of the of right. The, of the, also, isn't yeah. um and Mikey's mom's arms in a sling, right? That's yeah. correct. Yeah. So is that a dress? I forgot. I can't remember. You just saw it. I know. <laughs> I well, here's what I'll say. I didn't catch it being addressed. If Fair it was, enough. it was I, quick enough that I missed it. Well, because also me, I also don't remember, and I just saw it a couple days ago. So, yeah. <laughs> well, to me, it was it was part of the, it was partly because of the move, and partly because she had injured her arm in some yeah. unexplained. Well, incident that's why in she needs to bring, uh, bring her in. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. She's yeah. helping out while she while her arm heals. Yeah. Uh, this so. also leads into the scene that now is sort of be really questionable nowadays, which is mouth uh, <laughs> poorly <laughs> oh, translating. God. What well, she's ma- ma- poor, uh, intentionally, poorly intentionally. Yeah, let me, which, let's phrase that. Yeah. He is actively making this worse because he knows he's saying the wrong thing. <laughs> yeah, that it's that's a weird His scene to me dick. too because like it's sort of it's played as if the maid sort of believes him a little. Yeah, which to me is weird. Like I don't know. It just it, it feels like it's playing on this weird idea of like she like uh, this sort of naive foreigner that doesn't understand american culture like, which like in real life she'd be like i know you're fucking with me Ken. yeah yeah <laughs> well also what's uh interesting realizing that like so matt did you study word did you study these other words well matt that's exactly the kind of kid who would learn to say <laughs> he would, wouldn't how to he? say drugs well, in he spanish. would wouldn't he all right well, that make, <laughs> and that makes sense because like it feel, i feel like his grasp of spanish shifts from good to like meh 
well, three you know, different he parts of the movie. The bad stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's his he's oh, like, like I just want to know how to split spa- say dirty words and yeah. other things in Spanish. Yeah. He's got a rudimentary understanding of Spanish. Yeah. yeah. Like he knows the like 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 let me say he knows the bad stuff. Yeah, no. <laughs> the, the, the actual like just speaking it, he's like eh, I don't really know the language. <laughs> he knows enough to try and make this all this sound really bad. So, yeah. I mean, um, then they discover the map. Ah, mm. uh, the part where they go to the, the why did it they go the to the attic? attic? Oh, because yeah. like they Miles was kind of looking around. And he saw the attic as a place to not go to. Yeah, and then Neil Mikey was like, "Oh, don't go there, don't go." There. And then they just decide, oh, because they're it. yeah, we're gonna go there. So we it gets established that Mike's Mikey's Mikey and Brand's dad is a museum curator for like Astoria, right? Yeah. And he's got all this cool stuff in the attic, and they're all like, "Rich stuff, rich stuff." That seems to be a recurring theme in this movie. Yeah. Is kids yeah. yelling, "Rich stuff!" <laughs> so. There's a bunch. It's a bunch of weird eclectic stuff up there. It's a cool um, attic. I yeah. love this bit. I think attics are inherently cool. I mean, it's an especially bit, cool yeah. attic because it's got like, pirate shit. What's up with that? What's up with those little like balls of lasers? Like, is that always on? <laughs> I don't know. You know what I'm talking about? No. Like, the, the word like it's like these like the, it's that 80s like sci-fi yeah. like, ball of like where like energy beams. Oh like, sure. Like does does Mikey's dad have that on consistently? Or is that a... I don't know. Could be because of the thunderstorm going on outside. Because there's like Let's a, go with there's that. rain. <laughs> yeah, and there's thunder. There's dramatic thunder and lightning at different points sure. while Let's they're go up with here. That. Um, but yeah, they find the treasure map. And Mikey wants to go. No one else does it first, but then he sells them. He sells everyone but Josh Brolin. It, there's a line where they're all kind of saying, like, don't, we're not going on another one of your dumb ad- Another one of your Goonie adventures. One of your Goonie adventure, yeah. yeah. Establishing that this is just a thing they do, of course, yeah. right? Like, this is this is one thing interesting about Goonies is that it feels like the season finale for a show we never saw. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> and it's it makes you wonder what the what other whimsical adventures these, these kids have been on in this Chris Columbus universe. <laughs> yeah. I do want to point. They some... find Hogwarts. <laughs> I do want to point one thing. I do kind of like it's just smiled sweet. Is the is the relationship between Brandon and Mikey? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are. Yeah, even though they're like Brandon will be the older brother and he'll rag and I'm like an older brother. There is this really sweet scene where he, Mikey's still obviously upset about the fact they have to move and he does yeah. give him like a good older brother hug. Yeah. to let him know it's okay. Mm-hmm. So I like I like that their relationship is is like not entirely. There sometimes you watch a thing where it's like the older brother is like. E- like an evil yeah. evil awful older brother yeah. so it's nice and I have an older brother so I, that's like, mm-hmm. I get a little sentimental with that stuff so it is nice to see like oh this is a, this is just a nice older brother younger brother relationship yeah yeah, yeah. It, it makes about as much sense as a lot of older brother younger brother relationships where mm-hmm. there's antagonism but really they actually care about each other yeah so. they won't say it but they yeah, won't they say it but yeah <laughs> yeah um, and then the Cindy Lauper song is playing on the TV which yeah. is curious to me because it's a song about the Goonies. A fun fact: that's not even in that's not even the real music video. Yeah, <laughs> that's yep. a sequence they shot for the movie. Yeah, the real. <laughs> it's just it's a weird thing to be in the in the world of the movie. Yeah, that Cindy Lauper <laughs> is singing a song about them. <laughs> Does she actually say them by name in the song? No, she's not the lyric that's in the film. Yeah, but we we, we know. know. <laughs> um, the song was originally called Good Enough, apparently, and then Warner Bros. was like, hey, could could it be Goonies are good enough? How much money you got? <laughs> yeah. Well, essentially, because I, I was actually reading up about this. She apparently had refused to play the song for years after that, I think because she thought of it just like, this is some movie time. But there was enough demand that, like, recently, in the last 10 years, she started working it back into her concerts. Oh. And uh, did a sort of parody version for Bob's Burgers called <laughs> Taffy Butt. 
which <laughs> interestingly enough i remember i remember because i'm a big boss records fan i remember Ooh. that song in that episode and because i'm not a huge goonies person i had no idea that it was it was <laughs> a parody of this song i was just like wow that's like weirdly a really good song with these silly lyrics they got from this episode of bob's burgers <laughs> i'm really surprised that they just got cindy lopper to just do a little one-off for them <laughs> cindy lopper is cool i like cindy lopper yeah, yeah she was also on the super mario Brothers super show once she hangs out with wrestlers. That's right. right. Well, yeah, because she was friends with Lou Abano, who, played, was, who played Mario. <laughs> was that when Captain Lou went missing? That was when Captain Lou went missing. <laughs> and they had to call in Cindy Lauper to get some like Did, celebrity attention on it to help him. Detective Cindy Lauper is on the case. Yeah. That oh. was wild. Of course, Captain Mario didn't go missing. Captain Lou went missing. That was my that, favorite. Wait, that's, oh, that's the episode. I, I, oh, I didn't catch. I didn't realize that's. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's my favorite educational game. Captain Lou is missing. <laughs> but back to the Goonies. Back to the Goonies. Back so they the tie Goonies. up Josh Brolin, whose name I consistently keep forgetting, even Brandon. though I just watched the film. Sorry. Brand. You can just call him Brand, like Stark. <laughs> sure. <laughs> that's what they do. They tie him up with his own exercise equipment because they know they're he's not going to let them go on this treasure hunt. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they, go, they they deflate his tires. Yeah, uh, and his bike. Yeah, it doesn't have a car. Right, because it's a poor family. <laughs> he um, saved up so much money for those tires. Mowing lawns. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They also don't ruin the tires. They just take the little caps off. Like he could easily reinflate them. Yeah. They're not. They're not at all broken. No, no. no so, but he's got to catch up with them. That's why they're not. They're not yeah. monsters. But like they keep like several <laughs> times. Like he saved us so much money. I can't believe you're doing this. And then he gets pissed off. That it's like he, he didn't ruin them. Like I mean, I mean, I get it. Still it wasn't have, a waste of money. You don't have time to put air in it. I understand that. But, but they're not broken. They're not broken. Calm down, <laughs> Brand. Um, that was Data's sister, right? They stole. They took the bike from. I think it was. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Um, For some reason, this part endlessly amused me as a kid. Not that he was stealing a kid's bike, but her reaction where she's just stomping around in one place, going, "I want my bike! I want my bike!" <laughs> yeah. um, and then while he's catching up with them, uh, Steph and Andy's gentleman friend tries to murder him. <laughs> yeah. Can we, oh yeah, uh, Troy. Because yeah. it's because it's eighties. Movies and yeah. 80s bullies, so 80s bullies are near murderers. Yeah. <laughs> well, his okay for, for the the guy is established to be probably the worst person on planet Earth anyway, right off the bat because a yeah. he's the son of the person who wants to tear down the place for a golf course. Yeah, of course he is. And <laughs> he's also tilting his rearview mirror to stare, try and stare down Andy's shirt. Yeah. Yeah. He's just coming. Well, tr- down her shirt and also up her skirt somehow, which is a curious uh, geometry. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of weird. Um, um, Steph I, doesn't care. She's just laughing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what a great friend. Well, Steph is, she doesn't have time for this heterosexual bullshit. <laughs> That's right. That's my That's interpretation. True. Um, but no, so he, uh, he grabs the handlebars of the bike and like runs, runs him off a cliff. Yeah, she's straight up. She, he's straight up gonna murder. He's gonna murder. That's Brand. murder. That's that's yeah. attempted manslaughter. <laughs> For real. Troy's bad news, Andy, <laughs> is uh, what Steph should have said. Um, I mean, they do. They agree. They don't like him, so they were like, <laughs> Yeah, they they do ditch him mm-hmm. at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, then we get to the 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 Mikey with the doubloon. He sees that it lines up with like the restaurant, the lighthouse, the rock, and the restaurant all fit the doubloon, <laughs> which doesn't make a ton of sense because with anything with three holes at the right angle would line up that way. <laughs> all right, so so but here's the thing. I really want to. One of the things that I was thinking about is the logic of the pirates in this movie and yeah. how this all got set up, and there is none. None. So. No. But but 
I have a theory, a really weird theory here that I want to get into. Please, in I want to know this. But, <laughs> but I want to get a little further in okay. before we get to it. But can, okay. can we talk? Do we talk about all about the legend of One-Eyed Willie? Because like Mikey touches on that while they're in the attic. Right. This right. whole idea that he was this amazing pirate who got chased for some reason all the way to the coast of Oregon by the <laughs> king of the by the British Armada. Yeah. And yeah. it's and like I wish there were more pirates on the west coast that's me as a kid I'm like this is like the yeah, one famous a, pirate little... other than sir francis drake yeah <laughs> i don't that is a weird <laughs> that's just it is funny that you just have to oh when you know this pirate happened to be around oregon yeah they had to explain <laughs> how the pirate this pirate came sailing the pirate sailed the clear the clear in the opposite direction of where like Spaniard. a caribbean Spanish pirate. pirate right yeah yeah, yeah Spanish. Spanish, that yeah. was interesting because most pirates were like if you think about the history a lot yeah. of pirates were like british french irish and they were stealing from spain because yeah. spain was like this is the new world it's ours yeah we uh, have all this stuff also uh my buddy victor brought an interesting point where it's like it's funny how like his like like mouth's reading the map and he's translating the map but he's like he's translating old pirate spanish map into Regular American colloquial English, yeah. rhyming that's English, pretty, yeah. yeah, rhyming English too. Rhymes. In some places, well, he has, you know, that, that's Mouth's flair coming into it. He's like, I know this didn't rhyme in Spanish, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna make it work in English. Is this he, well, he localized the map? He didn't translate. He localized it. He will, and yet he had to be like, hit it at the dramatic pause. He will surely be muerto. Yeah, muerto, dead. Dunun. Yeah, dunun. Is this where they go to the restaurant? Yeah, so they're yeah. Get, they're coming up on the restaurant because they've they that's it's part of the map, which means this is a very old restaurant. Yeah. We're talking about sixteen. What did they the coins say? Sixteen thirty two. Yeah, I think so. Must, probably so was later a, than that. This but. is an indigenous people's restaurant, <laughs> because we are in Oregon. Okay, the coin. Okay, well, the coin was from sixteen thirty two. I don't know what year One Eyed Willie sailed into this area and got stuck in a cave. But mm-hmm. um, well, what I, I'm going to say that you know pirates better than us. What year were pirates kicking around? Well, there weren't pirates kicking around. The there weren't the pirates kicking pirates. around the Pacific, like Northwest, ever, ever, <laughs> pretty much, unless they were super low key. Not Caribbean Spanish pirates, <laughs> which is why it makes no sense because you'd have yeah. to. There was no Panama Canal. If you you'd either have to sail like around th- through the Pacific, like a clear across the world that way, like through the Pacific Ocean, or you'd have to go around Cape Horn. Yeah. To get to that, and I'm like, well, that's it, how dedicated Admiral British whatever was. <laughs> One-eyed Willie was really, really wanted to get away from the British Armada, yeah. just really yeah. bad. He really all sailed bad. where no one ever goes. We're gonna follow Sir Francis Drake. <laughs> I mean, so, maybe, maybe he sailed to the Americas, yeah. traveled across okay. on foot, built a new ship, and was still running. I will say, <laughs> as a fun bit of historical detail, and when the when the missions were kind of a thing in California, there were pirates who attacked missions. This oh, happened. Wow. Oh, interesting. Yeah, this there was a there was a mission. I learned about this at Knott's Berry Farm. Weirdly enough, there was a mission <laughs> that was famously attacked by a pirate huh. and oh. nearly destroyed during this so raid. Perhaps uh, One Eye Willie did was one of those types of pirates, but it does not explain why the British would be after him. Because I don't know that they had too much of an interest in protecting the missions. He was apparently he apparently had that much wealth that he'd stolen from the crown. Wow. Yes. I, let's go with that. Because yeah, sure. there, there's a lot of treasure in the pirate ship at the end of the movie. Yeah. But anyway, sorry. So we get to the restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. And guess who's there? It's the Fratellis. Yeah. Yep. Because um, they're running a counterfeiting operation out of the restaurant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I guess they've used this place as a hideout before because they were they knew to go straight here once they got out of yeah prison yeah. out of the pokey. Yeah, so they're going into the restaurant to like what to kind of keep searching for any further kind of like entryway to probably one eye Willie's 
uh, treasure, I'm assuming. Right. They, yeah. they know that this is the place they have to look for the next, like, clue. Right. And this was where the movie started to lose me because mm-hmm. it's just a it's a very long scene in the restaurant with them and the Fratellis where it just, I don't know, it felt like it lost some of the urgency there. This long extended bit of them getting water from Mama Fratelli. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do love the bit where, they, by the way, um, props to this movie for acknowledging that people have to go to the bathroom. Yeah. This happens multiple times in the movie. Yeah. Actually, yeah. True. Yeah. Like, I love, I actually really like this bit where um, they're in there and he's talking about how he has to go. Chunk says, Mikey, Mikey, this ain't the kind of place you want to go to the bathroom in. Yeah. And he's just like, because they might have daddy long legs and at that moment, like one of the Fratellis goes through the back room carrying what is obviously a body bag. Right. Yeah. And he just leans in and goes, dead things, Mikey, dead things, dead things. And meanwhile, <laughs> Chunk is, or no, I keep saying, um, uh, mouth is pouring water between glasses going, hey, Mikey, come to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> and this is like, you know, like, <clears throat> like, like kind of like brownish water. It's pretty gross. It's, looking. it's, it's not good water. It's brandy. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. not actually water. <laughs> It's wet, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Mikey uh, discovers sloth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, sloth. Yeah. sloth. <laughs> Being sung to by uh, one of the Fratelli yeah. brothers. The one who escaped jail. The one who sings in Italian. Yeah. yeah. yeah he loves singing in Italian. Because they're Italian. Yeah. They're Italian. <laughs> hey. 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 Um, what, let's, let's, what's up with sloth? Well... Hmm. <laughs> As we've established, this is a kids' movie, so logic is a little bit of a well. It's weird because there's moments where this movie is really has really good moments and right. like make sense, and there's others that make absolutely no sense. Yeah, and you yeah. just kind of have to roll with it. Yeah, Sloth, Sloth is one of those beats. He's a yeah. big boulder you have to roll with. Yeah, and, and, and it's he's one of those characters where it's like he's become iconic. Let's not lie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's he's. He's he's memeable. He's a shirt. He's you know. Sure. <laughs> Ruth, Ruth, yeah. Ruth, Qu- baby, Ruth. <laughs> Quotable. Quotable. Weirdly enough, you know. <laughs> hey, you guys. Yeah. yeah. Which I've said. I've, I've done, done that. it. I have done <laughs> it so many times. <laughs> but so, I don't know. It just it's watching it now. It just feels feels like such a different era of like. So this is. A disabled person that they have made into a literal monster for the purposes of the film. Well, yeah, this is the this is the mirror we have to look at <laughs> and wonder. I so mean, that what were was you a... trying to say with sloth. Yeah, and I mean that was a that was a trope back then. I feel like they yeah. used a lot. I'm thinking also of um, the weird John Candy monsters in Nothing But Trouble, which is oh, a, a, a not as well loved movie as the Goonies in I general. F- is, I feel like this is the second time you brought Nothing for Trouble. Nothing but Trouble, trouble in like this podcast is a fascinating. It <laughs> movie. is. No, I've I, never I, seen it. So Chevy Chase, Demi Moore, yeah, uh, and Dan Aykroyd in several roles, right? Yep. Yeah, that's a that's a movie I caught on HBO, and I went, "What did I just see?" Yeah, and I never forgot. This it. was you won't <laughs> once you see Nothing But Trouble, it'll never leave you. Let's not forget. Let's not forget that Tupac also performs in the film. Uh, um, I did with the Digital Underground. <laughs> I totally did. I totally forgot that. Yeah, that's bizarre. Okay, um, um, this is not Spielberg on Nothing But Trouble. <laughs> yeah, this we, is not Ben View on Nothing But Trouble. I always do that. Spielberg Someone, on I, Nothing But Trouble. I would, would be love interesting. to know what Steven Spielberg thought of Nothing But Trouble. <laughs> I can't remember if this was an idea I had or someone pitched to me once, but at one point it was suggested to do a podcast where all you do is talk about nothing but trouble every single episode. 
the the third worst idea of all time. Yeah. Well, you wouldn't have to watch it every week. I wouldn't. I wouldn't ask that of anyone. But you just um, talk about different aspects of the film. There, and there's enough week. to talk about there. Okay, that's fair. There's there's um, there's layers. <laughs> but yeah, slow, I don't know. It's 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 this weird trope of like this sort of like deformed family member, which is yeah. I mean, it's just it's just a really really gross exaggeration of of, of disabled people yeah, this, essentially this character has and it's implied later on in the movie through dialogue this character was basically abused because he was born deformed or that or he was deformed because of what happened yeah, I don't yeah. no it's really dark we're not, yeah. we're not sure if it's either a birth uh, defect or mama fratelli is which makes sense i like, only dropped you once yeah okay maybe twice yeah but then like what how many but twice you did that. It's like that does that. I, whatever. Did she? Did she <laughs> no. do it deliberately though? Because he was a uh, he was deformed, or because I, I like I, it's weird. And the fratelli. Well, the fratellis are not good people. No, that's no. one thing. But also, ugh. yeah, yeah. But also, he's beloved. So I mean, <sighs> here we are. <laughs> I got nothing on on sloth other than like. Well, I mean, I had. I don't dislike sloth. I think he's a fine. He's he's lovable in his own way. He did exactly when I was a kid. He's a good guy. When I was a kid, I'll say he did exactly what they aimed for him to be: someone to scare the hell out of me when I first saw him, and then someone for me to root for by the end of the film because I he scared the hell out of me. He oh my god, yeah, me too, (laughs) yeah. But then also, what does that mean? What does that say? I, yeah, it's, I mean, it's a weird thing. He's I, scary. Yeah. He's he is scary in the first part of the movie, and that's the idea. And then as you get to know him, you realize, no, this guy's he's a, he's a good person. He's got a good yeah. heart. He's very problematic. He's just been abused. He's just been literally abused his entire life. So I mean, yeah, the arc is there for to, to like the, the 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 I guess the movie's heart is in the right place, which is the point is ultimately that Sloth is a good person. Yeah. Um. But I don't know. It just. It feels exploitative because, especially since like the voice is like is like you know it's so clearly someone's impression of what disabled people sound like. <laughs> yeah. That and sort of using that to be scary. Like I don't know. It just feels really exploitative yeah. and, and not great. Yeah. Um, like, <laughs> well, either way, he scares. We 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 find out later that things are good, but he scares the hell out of Mikey first. So yeah. yeah. Um, we'll get. I will. I'm sure we'll get back to sloth. Yeah, and then I kind of got lost for a bit until they find the corpse in the freezer. Oh another, yeah, another there's a bit. In the movie. There's a bit where like Andy and Steph show up, and I'm not entirely sure why they're there, why they're there. I know it's that like they yeah. somehow found Brandon somehow. I think they yeah. they felt bad. They they're like, well, you're not gonna go look for the body, but we will. So they go. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Well, we we find out that the breaking point was kind of Andy mentions that she finally got sick of of Troy trying to ogle her, so. She elbowed him in the lip. Oh yeah, yeah like yeah. way to go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, good for Andy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Andy knows what's up. Um, <laughs> um and yeah. find another corpse in the freezer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it and it. Yeah. It's a stiff. <laughs> because well, here's the weird part: how they discovered the corpse in the freezer is that Chunk somehow. Through cardboard yes. and through a metal door, smelled ice cream. He has Chunk, ice cream. He uses senses. fat boy senses. Oh, uh, that, that, essentially. There, oh, there's the answer. Yeah. His fat boy senses came into play. Yeah. I smell ice cream. Fat kid superpowers. And then he like, uh, and that's how they found the the dead uh, body. He it, seemed mostly, I wouldn't say chill, pun semi intended, <laughs> but he seemed to be not as phased. Yeah. Other than like mild screaming, I mean, when he he was freaking out when it was actively touching him, which I mean, fair, fair. If you're a child, <laughs> and a corpse touches you. Did yeah. they did they find the counterfeit machine before that? 
too. Uh, I think they I did. I think they, they did. did. Yeah. yeah. Which and, is which is sad because Data's like we have the money and it's like it's fake and he's just like no. Yeah, it was a bummer. Poor yeah. Data. No, Data was almost kind of like no, but look, it's money. Look, see, it's fifty dollar bills, please. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Data's the only character that I truly like in this movie. Well, here's to a the certain thing. Yeah, well, I mean, I I like I like Mikey. To a degree, I don't know. I get nothing. He's a real zero to me. I, I don't feel, dislike Mikey, but I feel like Mikey is in the same. There's a, there's a Goonies hierarchy. Yeah. <laughs> well, I feel like Mikey is in the same uh, ballpark. Though I would argue better than uh, uh, than our lead in Ready Player One. Sure. Yeah. In that same kind of thing where it's like, but he's our lead. Yeah. Kind of character, and we follow him because he's our white lead. Yeah. <laughs> he he's got asthma. Well, that well, we're going to get to the <laughs> asthma later because there's a real weird moment with the asthma. There really is. Um, uh, actually, when we get to the end of this, I'm actually going to, I want to, I want to pose the question, uh, favorite, f- uh, like, uh, hierarchy of Goonies. In okay. Your mind from, like, okay. I'll get, I'll do you mine right now. Okay. Data, 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 <laughs> data, data. Mine is data and then Steph. Does Steph count? Oh yeah, yeah. Steph counts. Actually, Steph sorry, counts. data Steph, data. data. Actually, you know, that's a pretty good. Uh, let's. I think we're. I think we're all uh, data Steph. I think yeah. I think data and Steph are all of our one. That's and two. good. The top two are yeah. data and Steph. And data, uh, obviously, again, it's because it's, it's John Kwan. Mm-hmm. He's like it's and then my my I grasp for water for any Asian am for Asian <laughs> characters in my American movies, and yeah. so yeah, he's obviously you know much like him as portrayal for short round. He obviously meant a lot, meant a lot to me as a kid because right. I I saw. Hey, cool an asian kid going around being adventurous what's kind of both still unfortunate but hey kind of cool is yeah they're still leaning in on his accent yeah so and so that means his jokes part a lot of his jokes is leaning on the accent Uh i feel not nearly as much as temple of doom though I would, I, I would which argue you, equal. Equal? Okay. I, argue I, equal. I will defer to you, I w- obviously. I would argue not as much. Yeah. Yeah. I would <laughs> more or less yeah. equal. Which is okay. less egregious, though? Which is which is the which is more forgivable? Temple of Doom mm. or Goonies? That's what I'm curious. What do you think? Booty traps. <laughs> that's what I said. I said booty traps. Yeah, I don't know. They is that, that in this up. movie? That was in this movie. I think I missed it. I think maybe that's why I thought Temple of Doom was, it was well, worse. Because like, you, you can see Shirt Round going, Dr. Jones, booty traps. Is... Also, he refers to himself in the third person a lot in this, which is actually I don't think that's a like a thing. I just it's like a quirk of Data, yeah, which a I kind of like. Well, yeah. there's a there's a there's a new angle I like playing when I watch Data. This this round was just Data just going like just being fed up with everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, God damn it! <laughs> I always I always think of that that Bowser haiku from Super Mario RPG, like the moon over the day. My genius and brawn are lost on these fools. <laughs> that that's Data. This movie. I yeah. I'll accept that. <laughs> um. Um, and Steph's great because she also doesn't want to just deal with all this crap. Yeah. Um, okay. But so. we have the we have the dead body. We have the dead body. Yeah. And and then Chunk gets stuck in the freezer with the dead body they and no one notices. Chunk. They, they left, Chunk. left Chunk. They completely <laughs> forgot about Chunk. It's so sad. A nice little confirmation for all, for for any fat kid watching this movie that's like, yeah, I know my friends make fun of me, but they ultimately care at least. Nope. nope. They're going to leave you in the fucking freezer. Well, the re- main reason they what happened was that the, uh while Mikey was trying to find, you know, Mikey got distracted with this like kind of water falling under uh the fire pit and he's realizing, "Oh, there's a there's another entrance down there." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's under it's under like the the entrance to the to this cave is under a grate like a fireplace yeah. grate and it's not I, I I have a question. Oh sure, go okay. How much of this cave do you think these pirates actually dug out before they like died? Because like it seems weird that no one would have noticed this entire passageway before. Well, clearly due to the amount of uh, of dead 
skeleton bones made into pianos later into the film. Several. And- okay. <laughs> but, but, okay. Well, I, I, it's only so much time in this podcast, but I, I have so yeah, many we, thoughts We should be wrapping this. up soon-ish, but so we're, we're at an hour now. Okay. Okay, okay I'm sorry. No, it's fine. Um, <laughs> I, I, I will get I, to the end. I I'll did explain. struggle with the geometry, uh, geometry, the geography of this cave a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, during this whole sequence, I found it very hard to follow, like, the Fratellis leaving and going from the restaurant and like seemingly leaving the kids just on their own. It it it, it seemed to go back and forth. They in thought ways the kids that... left. I know yeah. that, but yeah. I feel like that happened a couple times. Yeah, it's not. Maybe I was imagining. No, no. <clears throat> it, 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 they kind of thought. No, I think it was the one time they did that. But, yeah, they yeah. just ditched him once. But yeah. I mean, here's um, the thing. Like, yeah, once they get into the underground, into the caves, it it does kind of become like a series of just mini vignettes. Yeah. To that eventually will lead to uh, uh Willie's uh, ship. Um, yeah, like at first it's like, the, first, sorry, sorry. Yeah. I mean, it's just at first it seems like a service tunnel or whatever, and then mm-hmm. they actually go to a place where they find the pipes. That's that weird yeah. vignette where they actually find pipes under a building. I'm like, clearly someone had to build this building and yeah. install pipes. Why didn't they notice the rest of this cave? I yeah. will argue that the pipe sequence might possibly be the one sequence in the movie for me that really, I, as I'm watching it now, I went, this is the most unbelievable thing in the <laughs> yes. whole movie. Oh yes, there's this. They're just banging the pipes. So at one point. There's like these shower like knobs that just get sucked into the wall. That's not how pipes work mm. at all. Mm. But yeah. um, and I think Troy, yeah, Troy got a uh, toilet gag with this sequence. He did. Yeah, he did. Him. He goes, Daddy. Um, so they go through all this. Uh, the big, se- the next big sequence though is actually them finding a bunch of coins with a waterfall. Yeah. That's right. They had the there was the falling boulders thing where they find the bones of Chester Cobble, Cobble Pot. Yeah, Cobble, yeah, yeah. Cobble, Copper Pot. Was he the last? He was, he was the, the last person to like try and find One Eyed Willie's treasure. Right. Mm. And and then they there's the part with the bats. Yes. Yeah, that part's great. You need gross bats. One of my yeah. favorite Steph lines is in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, God put that rock there for a reason. I don't think you should move it. <laughs> yeah, that's a great line. That's a good line. I love that line. But yeah, they find the they find the coins, and it's a wishing well. They're under a wishing well. We find out it's under a wishing well that everyone knows about. But it's like these are yeah. But it's not like gold, it's not treasure. It's obviously just other people's quarters, yeah. right? But Mount says, Dave, I know you know this. Go ahead. <laughs> what does Mount say about something one? about? Oh, you see this, and he holds up a random <laughs> coin. He's like, this was my dream, my wish. And it didn't come true, so I'm taking it back. Yeah, <laughs> I'm taking them all back. <laughs> Proceeds to go swimming, and I'm like, Yeah, I, I assume you're talking about. I, I assume you're talking about wanting to stay in Astoria forever, yeah. or was it some other wish that didn't come did, true? Did, did Mouse just dump like a whole cups full of quarters into the well? Yeah. <laughs> Oh man. It's like forty dollars worth anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this... I remember specifically the year on that coin I threw in here and I happened to find it. Yeah. Uh, Troy also happens to be at the water at uh, the well as well. Well as well. The well as Sorry. well. Sorry. Uh, right? Like yeah. He's at, yeah, he was at the wishing well and they were about ready to go out, but Mikey does another hero speech. <laughs> yeah. Mikey does this many times. Yeah, he's got a few hero speeches he's... in the film. Yeah, a few hero speeches, yeah. Uh, and that's where basically it seemed like they're about ready to go. That was their way out. They were going to go up the bucket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're going to go up the bucket, but then decided to get, go against it, and this is where Troy gets to call Andy Uguni. Yeah. <laughs> I love that bit, too. I think this is this is the hero speech where he talks about, we, we made it, that guy was an expert, and we made it farther than him, right? Yes. I think of his several hero speeches, I think this is the better of them. But anyone yeah, could have made it farther than that guy by just going down the well. That is also and, true, though. But they didn't, have, they didn't have the key, so they couldn't have opened the booby trap like they, there was that thing they found on the corpse's neck. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. they had to use to open a passageway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember that. 
Um, so I guess there's some logic there. Sure. Like, is that the point of no return? But you think people would have been like, hey, there's a weird sealed door with lots of cryptic stuff on it down here. Maybe we should, <laughs> I don't know, blow it open? Um, the Fratellis do find Chunk. Yeah. That's right. They do find Chunk, and they, they try to torture him, and they say, tell me everything, which then Chunk proceeds to tell his entire life story. Yeah, and every bad thing he's ever done. Every bad thing he's done. At one point, I almost wanted to make that the joke that Mama Fratelli is like, I'm going to kill him because you're a terrible person. <laughs> <laughs> this was an interesting sequence in the rewatch for me. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I think a lot of people remember this as like one of the great scenes from the movie, mm-hmm. and it just goes on so long. <laughs> They keep cutting back to it. That's the and thing. They cut to the Goonies so, and they cut back yeah. and he's still telling the story. It's just cut so weird. Because there's a lot of joke. Yeah, because the idea of the joke is that it's just he keeps going. Yeah. Every, but time, I, every time we get further along in their adventure, cut to Chunks still going. Yeah. And I, I and will, I pigged out and they kicked me out. And yeah, most yeah. of his confessions are like food related. Although my, yeah. favorite, my favorite is in fifth grade, I knocked my sister Amy down the stairs and I blamed it on the dog. Yeah, he's terrible. <laughs> he is terrible. At one point, as they're like they're hanging out, I was like, why do you hang out with him? And yeah. I think Victor, Victor made the joke. I was like, he probably has a Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh, that's probably the answer. Oh, <laughs> um, but yeah, at a certain point, the scene is going on. It's like, why? Why are the Fratellis like still listening to this? Yeah, no, no, exactly. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. They still keep them alive, right? And then, like, yeah. and then afterwards, they they're gonna they're gonna straight up like. Well, eventually he tells them blender something. his hand. Oh. Yeah. But eventually yeah, he tells them something useful because oh, no. they say keep him alive in case he's lying. Oh, yeah. That's it. Well, what happens is he's saved by the bats because the bats that they released earlier bust out of the grave, and oh, then that's when they yeah. realize that's where they escaped to. Oh, so okay. I don't, we're gonna keep him alive so he can guide us through the tunnel or whatever. And yeah, I don't know if I didn't if I just didn't notice in the first scene or if there was a noticeable difference, but the bats looked real fake this time oh, around. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like oh, I don't yeah. remember noticing it the first time with the bats, but this time I was like, "Oh yeah, those are those are very fake bats." Those are super fake bats, yeah. They leave uh they leave chunk with with Oh, sloth, that's right. They leave sloth. chunk with sloth. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when that's when they get their bonding time. Yeah. They get to watch uh oh gosh, which which pirate movie are they watching? That might either be I'm I not, think it's Captain. It could be Captain Blood. It might be Captain Blood because I reckon I like I love I, like it's clear it's like I saw Arrow Flynn went either this is Seahawk or Captain Blood. I'm not 100 percent right now. It's the one where he knifes, puts the knife in the sail, and slides That's down, which was it. proven that you can't do that on MythBusters. <laughs> <laughs> that was busted. That has to be Captain Blood. I feel like I it's think still, it was. I think it was Captain a, Blood. He's straight up a pirate now. Yeah, it's Captain. It's, it's Captain. It's Blood. Gotta be Captain Blood. It's so good. That's a good movie. Yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway. So they become buddies, friends. Mm-hmm. Baby they, Ruth friends. Baby Ruth friends. And that's establishing their friendship and relationship as they then go follow off into the, they follow them into the tunnels. Yeah. Meanwhile, back mm-hmm. at the ranch. <laughs> yes. Um, the ranch. <laughs> well, okay. So they, they spend a little bit like recuperating. Um, Andy's really into Brand now. So she tries to lure him into a dark tunnel, but she accidentally grabs Mikey instead yeah, and kisses yeah. him. Because yeah. there's a bit, there's a bathroom bed here. And so everyone's. Another bathroom bit. Another bathroom break. Yeah. And, this, and then, like, yeah. Uh, she's real. She's real. Steph, of course, doesn't tell because Steph can see. Yeah. Well, he's wait. Steph can Steph and can't see. Yeah, saw it happen. Yeah. And, yeah. She's, and she's amused by the whole thing. I love Steph. Yeah. Steph's great. No, Steph's the best after yeah. data. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, um, do I do kind of thought the gag that made me laugh was like after she like after she kisses Mikey doesn't realize she's kissing Mikey and then like Steph's cracking up 
you know, she's just like, oh, that was great. And she, and then at one point, Annie's like, oh, Steph, be careful. I think there's like a ditch in here somewhere. <laughs> Implying, oh, Brand, right. Bran was standing in it. Brand, Brand was standing in it. And went, yeah. Oh, he seems so short. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's another bit that I love too later on when, when, when the Fratellis are catching up with them. Yeah. And, and Andy just kind of goes over next to um, Brand and like looks him in the eye with bedroom eyes and like go, does this little head tilt, like, come with me. Mm-hmm. And right when she does it, in perfectly in time, the music goes, do, do, do. <laughs> and he immediately goes, what are you crazy? They're here. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, got to get your priority straight here, Andy. Um, like, come on. Yeah. Uh, There's two bits with Data that I like here mm. in this sequence. Oh, yeah. One is from before when he saves himself with his springy teeth thing. Yeah. That's so good. And it makes like almost a full-on Looney Tunes sound right, effect right, right. with <laughs> the spring. Um, oh, yeah. Which I yeah. enjoyed quite a bit. That's right. Because he he's the one. he That's after the they turn the thing and he falls into, I'm still trying to think about the logistics of this cave. Yeah. He falls into the next room, like the room that no one had ever found before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's a good bit. And then That's when, one of the few times Data's gadgets worked 100%. Yeah. yeah. Well, and my other moment that I like, it was also a gadget working, uh, when the Fratellis are catching up and they're on the log and yep. he has the uh, the slick shoes idea. Oh, the slick the shoes slick are shoes. great. Yeah, slick shoes rule. Slick shoes. Boxing glove also works occasionally. Yeah, yeah. I think the only th- he, he he's had more wins and losses on yeah. his gadgets. He, the boxing glove is what gets them back on the log, and then they practically get washed out by that um, yeah. flood or whatever that comes mm-hmm. through that room. But the slick shoes are great. Yeah, yeah who doesn't? I, I they were you know like. Like, I'm, yeah, like, this part of me is like, so where do you keep the oil in the slip shoes? Yeah, is that, it... in his leg, Data is a robot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, much like Data. Yeah. <laughs> there is a point where someone calls him Data, and he says, no, it's Data, much like Data would do on Star Trek. That's right. <laughs> Thank you, Picard. Yeah. Um, is this when they find the organ room? Yeah. With the yeah, cool, the bones. with the bone the bones. pipe organ. And this is yeah. where Andy gets to kind of shine shine a little bit because yeah. this is a skill she has mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of nice in the movie almost everybody has a classic least... movie thing where uh, all each one of them has a skill that they need yeah but i mean it, it's helpful yeah. at least it means it's like here's it's like everybody gets to have either it's a skill or it's a moment yeah that mm-hmm. they're given like yeah mm-hmm. mouth doesn't have any particular skills outside being a jerk and knowing spanish somehow yeah. but his big moment is the this is my wish thing yeah. that's clearly a moment for him yeah so here this is andy getting a moment that's uh, that's hers mm-hmm. that she gets to kind of try to be a hero for a little bit. Yeah, um, I like it. Yeah, she this... there's some really terrible jokes in here. Like, hey, if you mess this up, we're gonna be flat. Oh, yeah, uh, I like that. Said that. I like that. Yeah. Well, she says if if I if I don't play this, if I miss this, now I'm gonna be flat. And he says, yeah, we're all gonna be flat. That's <laughs> it. Thank you. Um, that's the quote. I that that might be my favorite line in the movie. To be honest, <laughs> that goes right to my pun loving core. Uh, um. But she plays it right. They get through. Yeah. And this was the last one, right? Then this they was find, the last They one. find the ship. Yeah. Um, uh, famously known that uh, Donner refused to show the kids the ship until oh. this scene. Oh, so they would be have a real moment of They'll surprise. They'll have a real moment. And actually, the take they used was take two. Apparently, <laughs> take one. They were too impressed. That's yeah. the actual truth. They were like, <gasps> yeah, I, I, Donner's like, kids. Turn it down. Turn it down. Okay, let's try that again. <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> they, they turned around, and from what I heard, Donner said, they, they all turned around, and they were just all like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that good. was a real set. This is my favorite thing. Like, okay, yeah. here's the thing. This is all, all of this is, is practical effects for mm-hmm. the most part. So they really built these like weird, elaborate caves sets and everything. And I love, 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 love this giant pirate ship cavern with the yeah. ship in it. It's so good. And this is my favorite part of the movie. My yeah. other favorite part of the movie. <laughs> Where does the octopus 
that is not appearing in the film. But where does it supposed That's right. to where is it supposed where is it supposed to be? Yeah. I think it's bet- I think it's right after Steph. It's supposed to come right after Steph does the oh my god. Oh god. Like <laughs> when she pushes mouth underwater. Yeah. <laughs> um Okay, okay. Because there is, of course, the famous and uh, not included, but mentioned by Data at the yeah, end of the film. Yeah, that's right. Octopus the octopus scene. was very so scary. I, that was, I thought that was Data. The, the joke was like Data was embellishing, but what you're, <laughs> what you're telling me is that there was a there was a deleted scene with an octopus. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, I did, not, I did not know that. I mean, is it, okay, David, do you recall if it's, did the octopus scene show up in the music video? Or it is that does a... show up briefly in the music video. I guess that the scene was just didn't really work, so mm-hmm. they... Dropped it from the film. Hmm. Sp- Spielberg and those uh, and those ant and those sea creatures. Yeah, they just don't work. Yeah, they just never work. <laughs> they never work. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Spielberg like, trying to warn Donner. It's like I'm telling you that octopus <laughs> ain't gonna work. I've got. I'm telling you, man. He's shaking him. You'll be here for months. <laughs> <laughs> it's just one scene, Steve. I don't care, Richard. <laughs> uh, the octopus is not working. <laughs> what did I tell you? What did I tell you, Dick? What did I tell you? <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord. Um, um, now, I, Dick Donner. Director Dick Donner, before we yeah. get to the finale. Um, I like Dick Donner overall. I like Richard Donner quite a mm-hmm. bit. Um, you know, I there's obviously he's, you know, the omen's great. I love Superman the movie. Um, hey, that's me. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm smiling. Scrooge uh, is my favorite. <laughs> Scrooge is my favorite Christmas movie. Oh, I do. Scrooge, Scrooge is, is great. Scrooge yeah. is great. Lethal Weapon's fun. Yeah. Um, so he's got like, you know, and he's got his, oh, that's not good. But he's a pretty interesting, solid director to me. Yeah. And and I think what's interesting here is seeing like Richard Donner do a Spielberg movie in a Richard Donner kind of way. Yeah. yeah. Like, I know Spielberg was there quite a bit on set, even to the point where Sean Aston's claiming that maybe similar to a poltergeist scenario. Yeah, I think, I mean, personally, I think there's too much Spielberg in this movie. That's why I don't like it as much as I could. There are two shots in this movie that I go, that is super clearly Stephen telling Richard to frame it this way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, pray tell. Which shots? There's one shot specifically where Andy reacts, and it's a very close-up to Andy's face. Mm. Is it the one where Data falls down the hole? That's the shot. And she zooms in, like she zooms out of the dark into the light toward the camera and says, yeah. Data! That is a, that even, it's not, it's not confirmed, but I, we've been doing this show long enough for me to go, that's a Spielberg shot. It looks shot. Spielberg as hell, yeah. That is not a Richard Donner shot. That is Spielberg yeah. as hell. Um, I can't think of the other shot right now, mate. But that one specifically is like if it comes to you. Yeah, okay, okay, I'll let you know later. It might actually even be the follow up to that scene. Hmm. Might be the, it's like I feel like this sequence might have been the one where it's like Spielberg heavily. It is very Temple of Doom esque. Yeah, mm. which I might mean, make sense. This it, cave is full of booby traps. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> I said booby traps. Be quiet. Shh. Uh, yeah, I'm saying it like how you are just saying it. <laughs> um, so they get to the boat. Yeah. Um. Data does fall again. Mm-hmm. And this is my favorite thing in the whole movie. Uh, it's just dating, losing his shit, and he's over it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like it's it. just Jonathan Kiquan going for two minutes going, I hate this. This sucks. Yeah. I am tired. <laughs> I love that he's like, he falls down and he's like, Data's okay. Data's okay. Looks over, sees a skeleton. Yeah. Sees that the whole whole <laughs> ship is full of skeletons. And yeah. he's like, Data is tired. <laughs> and Data is tired of skeletons. Yeah. <laughs> I love this bit. Yeah, Data's very good. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Love Data. <laughs> um, I don't, do, do you have any other thoughts on the, of the finale to me? See, I don't know. It felt kind of flat a little. 
Yeah. It's fine. Well, it's like we see this big impressive boat, and then we well, then the Fratelli show we, up, and we spend twenty minutes. Kinda. I like the. I kind of like the weird moment that Mikey has with the skeleton of one-eyed Willie. Oh, that's nice. I actually do. Like I like that. that bit. That's a nice quiet bit where he feels a kindred spirit like that's i guess that's the theme of the movie in a weird way the goonies are like pirates themselves because like yeah. he sees a kinship because like here's people challenging authority right and they're challenging authority by being re- rebels themselves yeah so, no, like, I, no that's exactly what it it's is. so yeah. good and well, i love that he has this moment where he's clearly talking to the this person who murdered his entire crew by yeah, the way i'm pretty keep, sure let's and himself. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but what's nice it's a sweet little moment i even like the cutaway to when he realizes the rest of the guys are just looking at him crying yeah. a little it's like oh yeah. it's like hey brother how you doing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i feel like the skeleton and i went to mordor together <laughs> <laughs> he is the frodo in this movie isn't he yeah. <laughs> <laughs> must have been hard for him to be the sam later oh. <laughs> he's better the, than chunk i was the frodo one i mean true <laughs> uh, I was, a, I was a Frodo once. Well, yeah. he's older now. Yeah. It's okay. Let someone else be Frodo. There's, yeah. there's, so there, but there's a key bit here where they go to take the they go to take treasure, and he says specifically they can't take this one thing because that's Willie's. Yes. And then of course when the Fratellis show up and start uh, taking things for themselves and making the rest of the Goonies walk the plank, mm. which is. Yeah, classic. Classic. Yeah. Um, they take the thing that he wasn't supposed to take, and that's what triggers this giant booby trap that's going to like collapse this cave. Yeah. And send the pirate ship out sailing. Sloth, also, Sloth uh, and Chunk also come in with their hero right. entrance. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you guys. And that's where that come from. Yeah. And um, Sloth, you know, it's this weird like he's fighting them but not fighting them because they're brothers, I guess. Yeah. This uh, is weird. It's a weird fight, and it gets. S- meta when sloth rips his shirt off to reveal a superman, superman. shirt underneath it <laughs> yeah. because right. richard donner directed superman the movie yeah. <laughs> and since it's a Warner Bros. movie you're allowed to use a little bit of that john williams yeah it's very good yeah <laughs> um it's such a weird sequence of events because yeah they all go into the, like they're they, they all jump into the water slots kind of holding off the family and then mama's fatality is like you know does the you know like toms him down like black widow to hulk and <laughs> it's getting real quiet. yeah but no and so and that's where she points and this is where we find out it's revealed that like she prop she dropped him as a yeah. baby and that may or may not caused sloth to be sloth did you name your child sloth <laughs> yeah did he have a name before that before or was it like was it steven like who knows <laughs> who knows it's it's was best it seth was it seth and then you Could've were like seth. ah geez i slip i dropped such seth a slot he's such a slot ah calm slot uh, yeah it was probably something like that unfortunately yeah. i drained that slot that's trying to kill me <laughs> yeah uh but they ultimately triumph over the fratellis yeah uh, Sloth is seemingly killed in the escape, but seconds later we learn not. Oh, he's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, um, they, yeah, the, the, the kids escape. They get out before the cave kind of comes into it, and mm-hmm. we we didn't find uh, Richard Donner as a cop. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's his cameo. Oh yeah. Uh, gets to the uh, sees these kids running out. That's when all the parents, you know, we see like moments later. You know, they clearly contact everyone's parents, and it's it's a cartoon because they're all just adult versions of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which I kind of love. Might I add? Yeah. I yeah. like that. Just Data's dad is another like adventure that stuff doesn't work. Yeah. You know. <laughs> well. Well, again, the. Uh... The, 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 you mentioned that and the thing I gotta I gotta keep in mind with this mm. movie the reason I, I don't feel jaded about it even after all these years like this is a movie that does for the most part function on cartoon logic yeah no yeah. I'll, I'll agree to that and so, I, I don't hate it for that no yeah. 
So, I mean, this is good. Yeah. This you know, is a good bit. Chunk, I like this bit. Chunk's family comes in with Domino's pizza. So, <laughs> of course. Because. Oh, mom. What mean? <laughs> they're very, and they're very, like, stereotypical, like. Yeah. Big people. Yeah, I, I was gonna Trailer say trash. I was gonna say Jewish a little <laughs> oh, bit. Oh, okay. Because he even talks about like how he he stole his uncle's oh, yeah. for a for a beard for his Hebrew school play. Oh, There's yeah, a part where right. Chunk like he sees the dead body and the well, he gets picked up by or no he gets picked up by the he he runs away and he gets picked up by the Fratellis mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. he doesn't see who it is until the light comes on mm-hmm. and he he says something in Hebrew <laughs> <laughs> as like a, I don't, he's like. I, I can't. I don't want to repeat it because I don't want to butcher it. Right. Yeah. But he says something, and uh, then immediately gets pulled into the car as he's screaming. <laughs> also, Chunk's Hawaiian shirt clearly hereditary because his father's wearing the same one. Yeah. Or the hereditary Hawaiian yeah, shirt. Yeah. True. Uh, um, and yeah, no, everyone is. Yeah, but they still have to sell the the land. Yeah. And, and Mikey's father, for some reason, is the representative of everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, I think it's like his is the first house. His is like the last person to have signed over. Or oh. Some weird thing like he's that. He's holding. Well, he's 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 the historian of the town. Mm. He, he understands the historical significance yeah. of this yeah. area. So, so he's, he's the last out. holdout. And I think he, for all I know, there could have been a subtext here that was lost, where he's trying to find some way to prove that this is like a historical landmark, so it could be protected. It. Yeah. You know. So, I mean. Who knows? Because because Mikey talks about how his dad is stays up late every night trying to think how to keep everyone here. Yeah, and I'm like, is is, is your dad really the sole protector of this <laughs> this neighborhood? Your dad's yeah. the one who gives a damn. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> apparently everybody else is thrown in the towel, but mm-hmm. not Mr. Walsh. Have you met Mount's father? He probably doesn't care. He's like, it's like <laughs> give me the money, I'll leave. <laughs> um, There's a weird moment here too, where so Mikey needs his inhaler, and then he just says, Ah, who needs this? Throws it away. <laughs> Hey guys, that's not how asthma works. <laughs> no, but you can't can. just not take medicine. If you have the will, Emily, you can do anything. <laughs> it's just such a bizarre moment of like, oh, because he's had this emotional journey, he no longer has asthma. Like, he also what? got kissed for the first time. So he <laughs> Andy was like and a vampire and sucked the asthma right out of him. Let's go apparently. with that. Apparently. Better one eyed Willie. <laughs> Gave him a ghostly blessing or you're, something. You're a good boy. <laughs> you you did the right thing. You have chosen wisely. Um, while they're it's just a bizarre moment. Let's not lie. It is. Uh, while everyone's kind of you know gathering around at this moment, um, Rosalita finds yeah she finds a bag that I guess we 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 realize like oh there was a bag that one so one kid his like, marble bag out. marble yeah. bag and then we find that oh but this bag has all these diamonds and jewels, diamonds like emeralds jewels, and stuff. emeralds and yeah. stuff yeah yeah. Treasure, yeah. <laughs> treasure, yeah. and she—it's the thing where she says like she's she's screaming like something, and and Mouth's trying to slow. This time, apparently, Mouth's Spanish just is is not quite there, taking forever. And also, everyone in the crowd has has stopped what they're doing and is paying attention to Rosalita, except for Mikey's dad, who is like struggling with the pen, I guess, to sign <laughs> to draw it out, but also like not drawing out because he's trying to draw it out. It's just yeah. it's like a weirdly played scene. <laughs> Also, also, Rosalita's super invested in the town being saved right now. Yeah. <laughs> super invested, but not enough to, like, run over. <laughs> Just enough oh, to yeah, scream she, from where she's standing. She Ro- is standing there. <laughs> Rosalita is the real hero of this story. Right yeah. now, she is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although, I love, the, I love the bit where they, like, they realize no sign. She's saying no sign. And one of them, they, they tear the thing away. And I, I don't remember which one grabs it. One of them grabs and, like, Draws it's the mouth. pen. Mouth, it's mouth. Grabs mouth and he does like, that, yeah. and the guy's just like, "How dare you!" <laughs> <laughs> and 
that's a uh, fun little moment. Uh, so we find out, yes, it's Jules, and basically it's like, okay, that's enough money to justify not doing this to save the town. To save yeah. the town, they yeah. can. They don't have to buy out. Yeah. Luckily, they had a they had a uh, appraise a jewel appraiser on site. Well, it's a good thing I'm here. Yeah. Huh? Took out a little. <laughs> I watched the extended cut. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I get a monocle. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's the Goonies. That's the Goonies. It ends with a sunset and a, yeah. and a boat. The ship mm. sailing off into the sunset. I was like, aw. Yeah. Uh, were there ghosts on that ship? No. Is that a ghost ship situation? Maybe, maybe a little bit. It's like, okay, so this is what I would ultimately lead to. I think these were either there was one person on this ship yeah. or several people on the ship who were really inventive. They were good <laughs> at building devices uh, for like 17th century or whatever. Well, there Willa were a bunch loved, of datas. Willa, yeah. 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 <laughs> I like that headcanon. A bunch of data. Yeah. Every when they were alive, they you can't tell because they're all skeletons, but they were all just data. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, or Willie just Willie just really likes Rude Goldberg. Like that's yeah. But that's my, that's my thing. So he, they were there before Astoria was founded. I'm sure. Right. 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 Yeah. So at least one or two of them might have escaped to get the story out and then mm-hmm. maybe trap the rest of the crew down there mm-hmm. after they had spent months building this thing in order to escape. There was probably some elaborate pact or scheme. And my thought is whoever escaped went on to found Astoria and it became a town that was popular with inventors because this guy <laughs> was able to do that. That's why there's a Rube Goldberg machine outside of Mikey's house. That's why Data is constantly coming up with gadgets. That's that my sense. weird headcanon for this universe is that these pirates directly led to this contraption town. <laughs> sure. I'll roll with that. I'll roll okay. with that like a boulder. <laughs> well, it was quite a Sisyphean feat to roll this boulder to this logical conclusion, Very but good. the movie, I have to accept the movie's logic here a little yeah. bit. Oh yeah, also there's a part where Chunk says that Sloth, you're my brother now, essentially. Aww. Yeah, and I, I always made the joke where Sloth's mom heard, I mean, Chunk's mom heard them went, honey, honey, hold on. We, hold on. Wait, <laughs> Just a second. You're going to uh, live with me now. We're going to need, hold on, we're going to have to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, any any last thoughts on the film? Are you going to trip Sloth down the stairs and then blame it on the dog, you little <laughs> shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, maybe don't stay with Chunk, Sloth. Yeah. <laughs> you might be better at Brandon not and, a, and not and a Mike. winner that child. I just want to. I just want to <laughs> say there. There's one moment in there. Since for our last thoughts here, uh, there's one moment in there I really, really like. Where there's a kind of a moment, like a buddy moment between Steph and and Mouth. Yeah. That yeah. I really liked. Mm-hmm. Um, where they're just kind of like they've they've been kind of sniping at each other gently through very, the whole trip. Are they? They're not related, are they? They're not related. They had but very brother and sister vibes between. Yeah, them. yeah. Like the way they kind of bicker. I guess I always read it that they were to kind of, like once Mouth got older, they'd start dating. <laughs> but <laughs> so here's the thing. Read him, I always read that when I was younger. When yeah. I was younger, so. <laughs> but I definitely get like a low key lesbian vibe from Steph. Though. I mean that too. Yeah. So I mean, I'm not saying that's not there either for me this time viewing, but yeah. I guess I always that's my jokey head canon too. Is it's like, and then they're gonna like hate date each other at one point in their lives when they're like in their twenties. No, I, 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 I think they're gonna become best friends who who still snipe like brothers. So yeah, that that's, that's my hope. Oh, that works. Yeah. Yeah, I like yeah. that too. I, li- not... I, I just like how they're like ah come here and they like hug each other. Yeah. It's like ah, I like this. I like this sort of like friend friend situation going on here. I'm not saying that my mind's super like I'm I'm in love yeah. with my idea. I'm just <laughs> like, ship. That you was sail- what, I'm, it's not even a ship. It's like. They, they dated at one point, and then Steph's like, "You know what? Never mind. I'm I'm gay." Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, in my head, kind of, they're both they both will realize they're gay later, actually. Um, yeah. And they all sort of bicker and and uh, both hate the others' respective partners. Now that's a Goonies sequel. I yeah. <laughs> there was a Goonies too, but it was a video was, game for the NES. But I hear it's great. <laughs> it is a good game. 
Hmm. I've never played it, but, but I've heard it's legitimately really good. I haven't played it either. Um, so yeah, to, to answer Emily's question, <laughs> yeah, any last thoughts? Any last thoughts? Any uh, parting thoughts? Well, here's the thing. Um, we I wasn't getting a chance to very be super critical on it or or positive about this. I mean, I do. Here's the thing. As I've, it's a movie that it's stayed with me as long as it has. Mm-hmm. But I could admit that as the years go on and as I've you know like gotten older and watched more movies, I can see elements of the film that are both a little kind of messy for me now yeah mm-hmm. uh, pacing areas that i'm like oh yeah that's kind of taking a while yeah. or yeah at the end of the day it's like yeah that finale is fine but not great mm. and yeah there's a couple of holes here and there but overall i mean there's an enjoyability that there's a, there's a lot to enjoy in the movie for me now that i will still look at goonies in a in a pretty much fond way and it doesn't hold up as much as other ones I've, I've admitted to. Mm-hmm. I'll admit to that now. It's like, I like it a lot. Don't get me wrong. David, don't get me wrong. I like it a lot. <laughs> hey, no, 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 no. Here's the, here's the thing. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much going to echo your thoughts here because that's oh, how okay. I feel about the movie. I still like it a lot, and then a lot of that is nostalgia goggles, and I readily admit this movie has several flaws, and there are things that don't work, but the parts that do work for me still resonate, and I still... Yeah as a whole, enjoy the movie while yeah. fully admitting it's not a great movie. You know, here's the thing. You mentioned nostalgic goggles, and I feel like this is the one where the nostalgic goggles, I feel, for my enjoyment of the film, are the most held on to me. Same. Uh, like, like, I know Emily disagrees. I still love E.T. It's a bad movie. <laughs> I don't think so. I, I, I am. Here's here's my Spielberg middle assist coming on. It's okay. Mm-hmm. okay. I, I like E.T. I like E.T. fine. That's fair. It's, I mean, Bad movie, trash. but I also trash, a, trash film. But I also don't. Here's the thing. I, 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 that was one of the few Spielberg movies I owned on VHS as a kid, and mm-hmm. I would, I watched it a couple times. I'm like, I don't really feel the need to watch this again. I think after I had that relationship point. with it as a kid. I only yeah. really hate it later. Yeah. <laughs> I don't hate it, but I don't love it. Well, fair enough. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, for me, that movie still holds up incredibly to me without worrying. And I, um, the nostalgia glasses aren't as held on tight mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. me for that one personally. Mm-hmm. Goonies, though, yeah, the goggles are on they pretty got, on. <laughs> yeah. tight as they could be. And I'm like, there's a lot I can enjoy, but oh boy, there's a lot of areas around the glasses that don't work. Mm. So For me, it's more like a nostalgia eye patch. Oh, that's good. Yeah. You can switch pro. the eyes and then be when one <laughs> eye gets bothered by the other things going on in the movie. Well, better change it to the other eye. <laughs> That works. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think we're I think we're really strongly in agreement on this episode. I mean, I don't have the nostalgia factor, but I think your I think your statements on the quality of the film, I would I would agree with. I yeah. think it's it's got it, it really works in some parts, maybe doesn't so much in others. It's a little uh, it's a little dated in both its politics and its pacing. <laughs> let's say um, it's such a great '80s snapshot, though, in some ways. It though. is extremely '80s. Yeah. Like. If you watch Stranger Things, I get serious Goonies vibes from that. Not just because Sean Astin was in season two, season two, yeah. <laughs> and makes a Goonies two. reference at one point. Oh, he does. That's right. What is this like a treasure map? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like they they couldn't help themselves. <laughs> yeah. Um, plugs. Uh, David, why don't you go ahead? Okay. Uh, if you want to check out the stuff I do, normally I am an audio drama guy. If you want to check out my Midnight Marinara podcast where I do audio dramas and radio plays based on various inter- uh, internet horror fictions and other original tales, you can find that on Benview Network, benviewnetwork.com slash Midnight Marinara. Uh, you can also find it on YouTube under Midnight Marinara. Uh, likewise, you can find the Undercooked Analysis podcast, the archive of that on Benview. We have since made the move with that podcast to the Creative Horror Network, which just got off the ground. I highly recommend you go and check that out. If you want to hear the archive, it's on Benview. But if you want to hear the new stuff, 
the rejuvenated stuff, it's on creativehorror.com along with several other good podcasts. And I also do a show with my fiance, Kayla Berry, called Anna Musings, which is a uh, sort of a timeline trip through the Walt Disney Animation Studios canon. We Every month we look at a different movie, moving forward through time, starting with Snow White and going into the indefinite future. Where are you guys currently at? We have ju- we just did uh, the Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad, meaning Ooh. we have capped out the uh, package films, the six package films from the 1940s. And a uh, little later this month, there's not much of this month left as of this recording, but uh, we will be doing Cinderella. Nice. Oh. And as of next month, it'll be our one-year anniversary with the podcast. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. From one uh, monthly movie breakdown chronological podcast to another, congrats. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Uh, Justin? Oh, uh, uh, yeah, do yeah. you have anything more, David? No. Okay. Where can they find you online? Is that a thing to ask? Yes. Where you? Where can they find you on Me Twitter? Me personally? Yeah. Um, I don't have a lot of social media presence personally. I mostly speak through the my Twitter handle of Scary Sauce, which is at Scary Sauce, which is the Midnight Marinara undercooked analysis one, but it's also kind of mostly me because I don't like a lot of social media, so I just speak through what the one channel I already own. Fair enough. So there you go. Justin. All right. You can find me on Twitter at Justin Kizan on Instagram at Justin Quiz. Uh, I also host another podcast on this fine network called Nothing New, where we make podcasts in which uh, uh, me and Andrew Lindy uh, talk about remakes and the original film that they are based on. Most recent episode is on Overboard. I got an 80s boat thing going on this month. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you can also uh, check me out on the hashtag show, except for this month, I wasn't available to record any episodes for them this month, oh, no. but, but normally on Saturday, I'll be talking about Japanese superhero shows, uh, Ooh. called Henshin, Henshin Hangout, and uh, that's usually uh, live on uh, Saturdays on the hashtag show YouTube channel. Also, you can find me on Agents of Guard, it's still, the site, oh, the site got a spruced up new look. So please check it out if you haven't been on the site in a while. It looks very pretty. Also, I also co-created, I mentioned this earlier, but I co-created a comic book with my buddy Victor Perfecto called Shining Yusha, which is available on Tumblr and Facebook for free. Nice. Free content. Yay! Free content is the best thing. It yeah. really is. You, yeah. should, you all should know this. This show is part of that. That is. This is, <laughs> show is also free content. Emily. Uh, what? Oh, yeah. Yeah, your turn. Um, <laughs> I do another podcast on this network. It's called the Super Mario Bros. Minute. Uh, it's where we talk about the Super Mario Bros. film minute by minute. And my co-host, thank you, David. My co-host is Andrew Lindy, who hosts nothing new with Justin Keyes on over there. Wild. Um, and we're actually just wrapping up. We are just about finished with the film. My heart. Um, the end of an era. My goodness, how many? Ep- I mean, where? How many episodes has this been now? Uh, one hundred five will be our last one. Woo! So, uh, yeah, rip. That was such a fun show to do, and we're gonna miss it. Uh, stay tuned. We will announce this in the last episode, but I already announced this on a different podcast, so it's technically out there. Uh, we're gonna do Dunstan checks in next for our next film. <laughs> uh, so keep your eyes open on, on, on the feeds for Dunstan Checks Minute, which will be our, our next Movies by Minute podcast. I'm still trying to pitch to these guys that we need to watch every episode of the Donkey Kong Country TV series. I'm but... not opposed to that necessarily. Okay, I'm Hold just putting on. that out there. Um, there was a Donkey Kong Country TV there series. There was a Donkey Kong there Country TV series, and I will tell you more about that, about that off mic because <laughs> yeah. that's fun. By the way, I just thought about this. When you ever anybody says Overboard, for some reason my mind does not go to Overboard, but to Joe versus the volcano, and I, I don't know why. You were gonna say Joverboard. <laughs> Joverboard. <laughs>
and I think I'm done here. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, but yeah, check out Super Mario Brothers Minute. Uh, uh, it's a great show. We love doing it, and you can you can you can come in right at the tail end now of it. Um, also, check out Shut Up Leonard, the other show I do with Angel Indy, which is dead officially. But we've been we've just been doing a bunch of little throwback extra things. And didn't you guys just put out an episode today? We just dropped an episode on, on, my on, on the film Life of the Party, starring Melissa McCarthy and Gillian Jacobs oh, of Community. That's why. That's a it's a bad movie, guys. Um, <laughs> it's a real stinkeroo. You can hear us talk about that on Shut Up Leonard. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at very cool Emily. Um, please rate and review this show on Apple Podcast. Uh, is that what are we doing next? Well, yeah, we'll have to figure that out. But hey, check. Please just stay tuned, and we'll let you guys know. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry this episode was a little late. We had some schedule issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, exactly. We will see you in a month. Take Bye. care. I'm Aaron. I'm Brendan. I'm Brian. And I'm Rob. And we're the hosts of Boys, the podcast about Doughboys, the podcast about chain restaurants. So, Aaron, what is Doughboys? Doughboys is this podcast hosted by Nick Weiger and Mike Mitchell, who are two hilarious comedians, where they talk about chain restaurants every single week. So, wait, what's Boys then? Boys is a podcast hosted by Aaron, Brendan, Brian, and Rob, four hilarious comedians who talk about Doughboys, the podcast about chain restaurants. Are we going to go to the same chain restaurants that the Doughboys are going to? I sure hope so, but if we don't, we're still going to record an episode. Do they have chain restaurants in Canada? <laughs> Some of them. So tune in to Boys, the podcast about Doughboys, the podcast about chain restaurants on BenviewNetwork.com. Every two weeks to listen to Foughboys, the podcast about the podcast about chain restaurants. Hey, does Feral Audio know we're doing this? This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.